to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, we're going to talk about something that, and I say this all the time, but it's so true, and this is why we we scour the earth looking for topics that are will resonate and are pertinent with people, especially business owners and entrepreneurs, of course, but also other people that listen and watch, listen to and watch the show. And uh, I, 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 I shouldn't say stumbled upon. It makes it sound way too informal. But um, I found this guest, uh, was very fortunate enough to find, find this guest a few months back. And uh, he's, he's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm putting a lot of pressure on him right now, but this is going to be an amazing discussion because we're going to talk today about how to maximize your mental performance in just 15 minutes a day. So we're all looking for that, right? Everyone wants these shortcuts. We're, we're, all, we're always looking for shortcuts. And so if you want to man, uh, maximize your mental performance in only 15 minutes a day, you want to stay tuned. Our guest this week is none other than Dr. Connor Hogan. He is the author of The Gym Upstairs, The Neuro- Neuroscientific Secrets of Future Champions. He is also the world's leading high-performance neurosociopsychologist, say that three times fast, and has been featured in Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur Magazines. He grew up in a family business, so he definitely knows the entrepreneur side of things, like many of our, our viewers and listeners, has had many small businesses in himself, and knows that it's out, out uh, geez, always tongue-tied already, mindset that sets, apart, sets us apart if we want to be successful or not, and since I can't even talk Dr. Hogan, please take over and welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, the neurosociopsychologist thing can be translated into several languages. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, um, I can't even speak it in English, so I, I got to I got to stay away from that phrase. Um, well, so you know, you've got this amazing uh, medical, sort of medical, pseudo medical background, right? Um, but also, you have the experience with your family businesses as well as your businesses. So why don't we start there? Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And thanks for having me, Ken. It's Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's funny, like we're starting off with talking about background and it just, when we talk about the brain, for example, and, uh, you know, all listeners and viewers, just to keep this in mind for us all individually, mm-hmm. is that what we're wired with earlier on in life is very, you use the word pertinent, it is very pertinent. It's really important because that's effectively going to not shadow our thoughts, but kind of cup our thoughts in our decision-making going forward. So if you're starting a business right now, if you're looking at the economy, if you're fearful, whatever else, that's really important to know that a lot of your analysis is going to come from your upbringing or your earlier experiences. And so that's not really a very kind of true objective analysis with regard to, say, for example, opportunities that might lie out there for you. So for me, just to put that into kind of a little bit more specific um, of a background, for me, yes, correct. I, I started off myself learning uh, formally and uh, more than theory, so about like practically about business, where my father was um, a farmer, a dairy farmer, okay. and uh, my mother was a nurse and obviously when they married uh, a lot of the concentration of the, the the work was put into the farm and so uh, I was the youngest and when I was 12 years of age 
we changed some of the land into a golf course. And so you can imagine, yeah, it was like a couple of miles from the then city centre. And it was quite rural at that time. And basically a lot of the land around our house at home was a golf course. It was a par three golf course. So we had 18 holes par three. And we had you know daily green fees. We had a little bit of membership. And essentially from 12 up to about 18, 19, 20, I was working in a family business. Our house was like... Uh, uh, a staff room as such a locker room where it was you know we never really had family meals at that stage because we were just all doing shifts and working there and I worked in various areas and no more none more so than really I suppose when I was you know directly with the customers with the the golfers with the clients and um, rangering going out on the golf course as well and taking money off them and uh, guiding them and almost coaching them to uh, doing not just golf, but, you know, seeing what was coming in the gate with regard to the business, with regard to the incomes and outcomes and um, understanding that obviously that kind of business is a seasonal type business. So in the summer, you have very, very long days, 12, 14 hours. And of course, in the long winter nights, it was much different. So you had to calculate and figure out exactly per hour what was happening, what was coming through the gates so that you could um, adjust in the winter time as well. And so that's that's how I grew up. And then that triggered me to do uh, the more practice, the more well, formative education of business college after that. So that was my first degree, believe it or not. And so <laughs> in between, I did a lot of sales work to get by through college. So that was interesting. And I was very good at door to door sales. So that was okay. uh, as anybody who's ever done any sales would know, that's like the the trickiest one, but it's also the most uh, satisfying one, I think, as well. Yeah. So I got to ask, um, was there, and, and maybe you, maybe you don't know this, but cause you were so, so young at the time, but was there a, a what was the decision to, to tr- translate some of the farming land into a golf course? Was there something there where your father, your mother were like, Hey, this is, this is a better outlet for us. Yeah. I mean, I was very young at the time. And I, what I do remember very, very distinctly was, you know, getting cards through the door from neighbors and well-wishers and the word venture, and I couldn't figure out what's this venture thing, you know, and entrepreneurship, good luck with entrepreneurship and all of this. So it was very, very cutting edge at the time. There was nobody, certainly nobody doing any golf course at the time, uh, par three, it was unique, uh, not just in the county, but also in the West of Ireland and like 25% of the land. But this was before the internet as well. So oh. it was it was difficult, of course, to get people or customers potentially to come from far off because we, you know, you just didn't have it, of course, before the internet. So it was all word of mouth as such. But it was just, I think, an inkling uh, from my parents to go the entrepreneurial route at that stage. Um, and I think, you know, again, listeners and viewers that often, you know, in a couple, you can have a partner that's suitable for that, but also you can have one that pulls you back. And it's really important to, I think, have the right chemistry between two people. I think my father was very visionary type of person um, could see the bigger picture and my mother had a, a lot of drive so I think together they were a very good couple in that regard yeah that's very interesting so um, we're running out of time here because I but I'm going to give you a question uh, I'm going to ask you at the next in the next segment um, to think about a little bit so I'm very curious uh, based on your upbringing uh, with the farming and then the golf course and the combination of the two 
And especially with you, as you mentioned, um, you know, your, your, your dad being a visionary type person, your mom being very driven. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about your specific journey and how you, you know, sort of, you got a business degree and then you said, you know what, I want to go into neuroscience. Like that's a big change. I, I mentioned to you before we got, got started here, our oldest daughter um, went into neuroscience and, you know, I, my wife is a nurse and I'm in business. So it's very similar to your situation growing up. So, so again, we're talking this week with Dr. Connor Hogan. We're going to get the answer to that question, but he's the author of the gym upstairs, the neuroscientific secrets of future champions. We all want to be champions, whether it be in your business, sports, doesn't matter. Right? So you want to come back after the break. We're going to talk more with doc, Dr. Connor Hogan on Mr. Biz Radio. If you would like to reach hundreds of thousands of business owners every week, Mr. Biz Radio can help. Our show airs globally seven days a week for more than 25 hours across several internet radio stations plus 20 plus podcast platforms. Also, video exposure on the new exclusive Mr. Biz Network streaming channel, which gets blasted to 100 plus streaming platforms and the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and our 350,000 social media followers multiple times every week. Join Mr. Biz Nation as an advertiser by emailing us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. Got a question for Mr. Biz you want answered on air? Email it to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. It is time for Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Before we get back talking with Dr. Connor Hogan, and the uh, tip this week is success, not surrender. When the road gets bumpy, and as an entrepreneur, it will, you have a choice to make. Forge ahead with new determination or fold like a cheap suit. If you choose the latter, you're probably not meant to be an entrepreneur because there will be challenges as our guest this week knows uh, from his childhood, as well as being an adult as well with his own businesses in his current business, there are a lot of challenges. So I've mentored a bunch of people who are, I call them entrepreneurs. They have an idea, they want to be an entrepreneur, but honestly, they don't have the, in my opinion, at least, they don't have the correct mindset, the consistent perseverance that we talk about all the time. It's necessary to be successful in the small business world, in the medium business world, in the big business world. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to do that because it doesn't matter how smart you are, who you know, how much money you have, you're going to get kicked in the teeth by, by the world and have some challenges. And so you have to be able to have that, you know, get up, you know, get knocked down seven times and get up eight. If you don't have that, you're probably not going to be successful. It's probably going to be really frustrating for you. Um, however, if you are wired that way, you're going to freaking love it because you're going to love the challenge of continually having to do that. While it sounds a little crazy, uh, for those of us wired that way, that's part of the challenge and part of what we love about it. So that's Mr. Biz Tip of the Week this week. So uh, Dr. Hogan, we I, I preluded this question right before the break. 
Um, so what was that, you know, how did you pivot from sort of the business side of things into going into neuroscience? Oh gosh, it's a, it's a, it's, it seems like a long road now because I, I honestly feel that I've lived a few different versions of lives at this stage <laughs> because I've been pivoting all the way through. So essentially I went from growing up in that regard. So first off, you know, when you're very young, you're around farm animals and all of that, then it goes into like a public business. You know? So it's gone from private home life to open out to people. And then, as I said, I went to business college, did a bit of sales work. And then I got into education, believe it or not. So I think that was the biggest twist and turn with regard to that. Um, essentially, what happened in my personal life was when I was growing up, I was mad into sport as a big, tall guy, six foot four, athletic, played a lot of sports, team sports here in Ireland. I was quite talented, but I got injured and the medics couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So a lot of chronic pain. Essentially, then in my late teens, I was, you know, one of these people. And you kind of touched on it there, I think, in your introduction, this question with regard to how you're wired, how you are essentially upstairs, you know, the gym upstairs. There's my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But essentially, you know, between your ears, how you, how you think, how you feel and so on. And when I was growing up, I was the type of person just for my sport to just do ridiculous amount of practice. You know, I'd be up before school doing it myself. Um, obviously, we were working in the, the family business after school. So I was around and exposed to sport. Then we would go to official training with teams, stuff like that. I would come back and practice more and more. But also at night, I would read and I would research, trying to get that little bit of inch, you know, better at what I was doing. Also understanding that I'm growing up, you know, physically. And that's when the growing pains and the, the issues that I had with my spine, I had scoliosis, twisted wow. spine. And so, you know, you can imagine a contact sport was quite, quite um, different. You know, you're, you're not balancing the same way as others and all of that. So essentially, it was just that, that, and you touched on it again, it's that habit that you build with regard to self-improvement, with regard to um, just trying to get that inch ahead in everything that you do in every way that you do it. And so in my healing kind of success personally, I just adopted the exact same attitude with regard to that. So when I was told, uh, I was inoperable in Europe at the age of, say, 20 years of age and couldn't play any sport and had a bundle of energy to put into something. I just kind of, you know, I just adopted that attitude to try and get myself and research to figure out what was wrong. So I was reading, I was educating, the internet was coming out around the same time, a little bit slower here in Ireland at the time, of course. And um, it just all kind of crescendo together in, in a bundle of learning. And so I was teaching, that was my profession uh, initially, and then all of the teaching I qualified in, you know, primary, which is elementary, then mm -hmm. post-primary, which is high school. Then I went to special needs. That's where the brain stuff started kicking in professionally. But of course, I was learning that myself through the mind-body connection with regard to, when I, you know, talk about a twisted spine, that your central nervous system is around your spine or through your spine. And so that's, of course, linked to your brain. So your body-brain-mind connection is there. So all of the things that were happening within my body, within my mind, when I was improving myself and reading up and educating myself. And then in the teaching, I could see a lot of issues with regards to, you know, children with suicidal ideation at seven years of age, uh, people with eating difficulties, teenagers, um, social problems at home, uh, all of these different things. And so I basically, I was educating completely hyper-educating really, to be honest, and everything I did, I just did it on myself. I self-improved. And then I started, you know, getting clients and, from there, I was kind of working two jobs, um, the teaching world, and then kind of coaching and therapy in the evenings for a few years. 
until I went out on my own and um, went the entrepreneurial route with regard to 100% leaving the teaching and, and, and going it out alone and doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. So uh, we've only got about three minutes. So yeah. I'm sure you could talk about this for days, but so what's that look like? So uh, when someone goes out to docconnor.com, that's docconnor.com. Yeah. Um, what's that look like for them to engage with you and, and how you help them? And again, I don't want to give you, I don't want you to give away too much to talk about, you know, some of those maximizing mental performance yeah. in only 15 minutes during the next segment, but what's that look like generally speaking? So essentially if a person like you mentioned rewiring, right, we can rewire our brain. So I did say at the very start that when we're younger and the things that happen when we're younger in life and business or whatever else your experiences, they shape you take that as a, like a cup, but at the same time, you can kind of etch through that cup and you can actually start brand new neural patterns, right? Neural threads. And so that means that if somebody like inspires you right now, or it just twigs an idea in your mind, that is a real thought, you know, there's an electrical impulse there. So you need to build on that. So you need to take action, of course. And so put that into what does that look like, you know, to start something. So there is that kind of uh, talk therapy type coaching that I do as well with it. But there's also techniques that I would use, for example, and you have to get to the bottom of, for example, visualizations and how and why to visualize the proper method to do it. Because there is a lot of, you know, people off the internet, they'll just you know, read something once and then they'll go and they'll do it. And then suddenly, you know, that's not doing it properly, right? Sure. Also, the other kind of uh, perceptions that we're receiving, like obviously our oral perceptions, uh, how we hear the words that are said, how we can reframe those words. There's lots of different things, but it's packaged up essentially within 15 minutes a day. And the reason I do that is because people want, you know, entrepreneurs want time back, mm -hmm. right? And so if we can kind of put that in, in the correct, by the way, brainwave state, which is really, really important. There are several different brainwaves, but we can uh, influence the brainwave state that is most relaxed. We can do that. And over time, then regular. And the thing about me is I'll do it every day, every day, including Christmas Day. I've done it before with clients. And so we will remain committed and be accountable to me so that you can rewire your brain in order to trigger that first thought, that inspirational thought, so that you can go ahead and actually take action in the right way in your business. I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to hit a break here, but in regards to what you just mentioned, Dr. Hogan, um, I just, so we just had Thanksgiving in the United States here recently, and I, I set a goal for cycling for the fourth quarter of this year. And I did a massive cycling on the, I got up super early on Thanksgiving to do it. And my buddies are like, why are you doing that? I said, because my goals don't care that it's Thanksgiving. They don't care that it's Thanksgiving, right? The, the, the goal is the goal. So we're going to hit a break here. Come back after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. How would you like to have direct access to Mr. Biz to help you run your business more profitably and more efficiently? At MrBizSolutions.com, you get live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also several of his hand-picked and trusted business experts, each with 20-plus years of experience to help you optimally manage and grow your business. That's just the start of where Mr. Biz Solutions begins. Learn more at MrBizSolutions.com. That's MrBizSolutions.com. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day -day tasks 
like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Checkoff Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Check out all three of Mr. Biz's best-selling books at mrbizbooks.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. And again, we're talking this week with Dr. Connor Hogan. He is the author of The Gym Upstairs, which is probably the most important gym there is, even for the sports fanatics and and athletes out there that are watching the show and listening to the show. Um, Even as a former athlete myself, I know it all starts there. You could be physically gifted. We've all seen it with professional athletes even that are physically gifted, but they just don't have the mental capabilities. Well, they probably do, but they don't utilize the mental capabilities. Uh, so, Dr. Hogan, I, I want to ask you. So, so first of all, um, I want to mention again, go out to DocConnor.com, DocConnor.com. And by the way, you can go out to DocConnor.com forward slash free growth um, and check out what he's got there. Um, you're going to love it. So I did it. Admittedly, it was just earlier today. I was doing some show prep. I went out and checked it out. You're going to love it. So definitely go out and check that out. Again, docconnor.com forward slash free growth. Um, but so if you would, again, without giving away your secret sauce, give us some tips to maximize our mental performance in only 15 minutes a day. And, and I think you're going to probably weave this in. But one of the things that I was intrigued by that I know that you, you sort of profess is to not multitask. Yeah. And I know as entrepreneurs, like, I'm guilty of this to the nth degree and I try to catch myself. But so if you can weave that in a little bit as well as like, what are, what are the dangers of multitasking and how's that kind of trip us up? Yeah. So let's just simplify that for a second with regard to multitasking. A lot of people say, Oh gosh, that's not true. But when we're very young, we learn one thing at a time. And then when we're say teenagers, we can like do these simple things, two or three things together. I think it's in the learning. That's where the brain phase is kind of like, hold on a second, I need to learn this properly. So if you're doing something that's like in an entrepreneurial field, very regular, let's say you're emailing and you need to email 10 people, right? Even if you're emailing a similar email to 10 people, you're better off to compose the email, say 10 individual times, do that task once. And then in the second task, after you do the 10 individual compositions, then do the sending rather than doing say for example the first email compose it dear john i like your you're from whatever state us and then you send that off and then you go back and do the composition of the second email and send it off because what you're doing there is you're not getting the efficiency and our brain loves efficiency think of a computer remember a computer is designed or you know mobile phones are designed efficiently speed so our brain loves that it fuels it, it gets fueled off that essentially So do the same thing, the boring things. Think boring as an entrepreneur. We often think of ADHD and entrepreneurship, but if we think boring and consistently, we'll also get there a lot faster. Well, it's interesting you say that, and it it goes all the way back to, I'm not even sure the year that that he said this, but Henry Ford, who started the Ford Motor Company here in the United States, uh, the specialization of labor. Instead of having people doing, you know, during the assembly line of assembling a a motor vehicle, instead of having people, uh, way it was done, I guess, early on was that you would have people that would go and go to each stage of, you know, uh, of compiling, of of creating that vehicle, building that vehicle. Instead, they created this assembly line where all I do is seats. 
and I do seats all day long and I'm a master at seats because I know how to do this and I do it all the time. And then the next person does, you know, a part of the engine and then the next part of the engine, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone's very specialized. So we're not multitasking. And I can imagine how even using that, 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 that theory, that practicum from so long ago, really translate into today's world. Yeah. And the other thing is, let's say if we're doing a simple thing, for example, like listening to a podcast, which is fantastic. And then also trying to do an email, right? Compose an email and send an email. What's happening there is even though we can listen to some of the podcasts, we're getting the information, maybe educating ourselves on the topic that we're actually doing or the, the business we're in one little kind of word or emotion from the broadcaster or from the podcaster or a little story can take our concentration away because we, again, the brain loves focus, it loves efficiency, and it's there to be focused, right? So when we look at something like meditation, one thing we know about meditation is that you're hyper-focused, believe it or not, on a specific task. It could be your breath, it could be a candle or whatever else, but what you're doing is you're making the brain stable within a certain brain wave. So it's really important to just do the one thing that you're doing at that time. And then you'll become more efficiently, more efficient and sustainable in the long term. And like you said at the start of the show, it's a grind. It can be a grind at times to be an entrepreneur to keep on going. So it's about, you know, setting out those habits and keeping going with them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're going to run out of time here. Unfortunately, we've only got about four minutes left. But so what are some other things that we can do? Some practical tips that yeah. an everyday person can do and weave into their day. Like I, I, I know your whole thing is 15 minutes, right? Because like you said, time is of the essence, especially with business owners, entrepreneurs, et cetera. What are some practical things that we can implement into our daily lives to become, to maximize our performance? So one of the things I'm, I've been guilty on in the past, especially trying to keep up with you guys, because there's an hour, you know, there's eight hours of a difference. I'm eight hours ahead of PST time, I'm five hours ahead of Eastern time. So often when I'm communicating, I'm you know, communicating late at night. And so for me, then of course, you'll get a habit. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they grind, they work hard, they try to, especially when they're starting off, they try to do everything at once and try to do it late into the night. And then you're putting yourselves into a bad type of habitual way because in the morning, you're going to be very tired or you can't wake early in the morning. So it's really important to get up in the morning, not just because, you know, you want to be motivated or anything like that, but to go out and get morning light. And there's brain science with regard to that's really, really important to get that morning light again, to sustain and to keep that focus, to alert the brain. And then of course, connections, connections with people are really important to network with the correct people. I know that sounds very simplistic, but if we look at, say, for example, COVID, when we were disconnected, physically disconnected it's fantastic doing things over zoom doing things uh, radio or whatever else television wonderful but the presence of a, a human being that say for example is a, a better entrepreneur than you that is more successful just feeding off their energy is really really important there's a lot of uh, research being done on that then you've got the brain gut axis again huge amount of research that's been done on that and that means essentially that via from the brain right down to the stomach and what you eat will again sustain you, but also fuel you and help you to focus. And again, the brain waves, if we're going in and out, if we're not digesting correctly, if we're going against what is the best thing for us to eat, then we're not going to perform at the best uh, in the best way. Uh, look, I was nodding and pointing at you because you hit the nail on the head for me because when, I'm, I, when I start off my morning and I don't get, it's not sunny out, it, it has a major impact on me. 
unfortunately. Getting that morning light, I think, is so critically important and sets you up for the day, gets the circadian rhythms all good to go, right? Not to get too technical, but in the people connection, I, I got this during COVID. I had a little, I'm going to admit, like a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a breakdown, but I, I was kind of like starting to get a little cuckoo because I was trapped in my house and I wasn't getting those connections with people. And I thankfully, I realized that when I was like getting super irritated about the silliest things and and finally, I told my wife, I said, I cannot go more than 36 hours without leaving this house. I need to leave the house and have a connection with another human being outside of these four walls. And just that simple exercise during COVID, uh, I could just go to the grocery store and get a gallon of milk. Didn't matter. That reset for me was huge. Hmm. It's so important. So, so think so think what that does when you're upscaling your business, when you're actually, you know, building and connecting with greater entrepreneurs, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, especially when you're, you know, like you said, connecting with uh, uh, amazing people, not just getting a gallon of milk, right. But, but even just getting that is super important. So uh, unfortunately we're out of time here, but go to docconnor.com again, docconnor.com. Uh, or if you want to check out uh, docconnor.com forward slash free growth, we'll put the link in the, in, in the show notes. Uh, Dr. Hogan, I'm sorry, Dr. Connor Hogan. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, thanks for watching. I'm sure you got a lot of this show. It was amazing. Have a great week. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. To become part of Mr. Biz Nation, follow him on all social media platforms or never miss a show by going to MrBizRadio.com. If you prefer free video content, visit the Mr. Biz YouTube channel or check out his streaming channel, which is available on 100 plus streaming platforms at MrBizNetwork.com.